A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory Glory to to God God in the the highest highest and on earth, peace to those whom whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The Bible lesson for today is written in the first chapter of John, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My name is Aaron. It's my joy to get to share with you tonight as we celebrate this Eve of Christmas, as we look forward to the the thing we celebrate tomorrow, that Christ has come into the world. I have some important and, and maybe troubling to you news, some truth about Christmas, and that's this. It's almost certain that Jesus wasn't actually born on December 25th. Disappointing, I know, uh, but all the evidence points to probably some other time of the year. But I think there's a reason that the church, there's a reason that so many cultures around the world celebrate one of their high holy days, one of their biggest holidays at times of the year like December 25th, and it's this. That this is the time of the year where the days get shorter and the nights get longer and the darkness seems to grow around us, right? And so we need something cheery and happy. We need light 
in the darkness. A couple years ago, before I moved here to Columbus, I lived in Chicago. And I don't know if you have ever lived in the eastern side of a time zone, but I discovered that in Chicago, it gets dark even earlier than it does here. Do you know what time the sun set in Chicago today? 4.24 p.m. The sun should not set before 5 p.m. That should be an immutable rule of the universe. I shouldn't walk out of my office and find it already depressing outside let alone cold, and here in Columbus, gray, right? Kids in the room, your playtime starts to get cut short. It's already cold and you can't go outside, and even if you could, it would get dark before very long and you wouldn't have time to have much fun. Adults in the room, we walk out of work or we walk out of our houses and the things we've been doing during the day to find that the night has stretched, Seasonal affective disorder starts to kick in. I actually have in my office one of those lights that uh, simulates the sun. It's called a happy light to try to push away the darkness and kind of the dreariness, the worn downness, the tiredness that comes with darkness. Well, tonight we've been talking about light and darkness. And you heard in the passage we heard read at the very beginning of our service this morning, or I'm sorry, this evening, uh, I'm going to do that several times. If you hear me say morning in your brain, just translate it to evening. I usually preach at like 9 a.m. So. But we heard this, Isaiah 9-2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Isaiah's not talking about Chicago, right? He's not talking about physical darkness that the sun goes down. He's talking about a different kind of darkness, a more profound kind of darkness. Isaiah's looking around the world and he's talking about the kind of darkness we see when we experience pain, suffering, sadness, sin, evil. This is the kind of darkness that Isaiah is speaking about. It's this kind of darkness that John tells us Jesus came into to be the light for all the world. So I want us to think for a little bit tonight about this darkness, the darkness that can press upon us, the darkness that we can try to overcome, that we can try to push back, we can try to be the light, we can try to find the places where there is darkness in our world and meet it with our own abilities and efforts, and we can get worn out doing this work. Maybe you feel that tonight. Maybe the darkness in your world, the darkness in your life is really obvious right now. Maybe you've got something going on health-wise or financially or in your family relationship-wise. Maybe there's something emotionally or spiritually that's been troubling you, nagging at you, and the darkness is obvious. Or maybe it's a more subtle kind of darkness. You know, I think one of the ways that the darkness in the world around us can become deep and difficult for us is not so much how big it is, but how much it sticks around. Like no matter how hard we fight, no matter how hard we try, we wake up the next day and it turns out the world is still broken. We wake up the next day and it turns out our hearts are still sinful. We still fail people around us. We still fall short of the things we would intend to do. We were thinking about this this week as we've been putting together this video to highlight one of the awesome ministries here at the church called Sun Ministries. Sun is an organization that exists to push back darkness in our world. They serve refugees and other folks in our community that need help with things like English classes. They serve those who need assistance with legal matters. They provide food for hungry hungry children, and they do so much to bring light into our community. And yet it struck me that every day they wake up 
to do their work because there's still another kid that needs to be fed. There's still another family that needs to learn English. There are still more people in need of legal matter or legal help, and there's probably even more problems that nobody yet is addressing in our community. No matter how much light we try to bring, the darkness is still there, right? Maybe you felt some of that. Maybe you know, maybe you've seen what John saw, what Isaiah saw. Maybe you too could say, yeah, it's a land of deep darkness and Boy, it sure seems like when we try to push back on it, the darkness still wins. And sometimes we really, really try, don't we? What's so amazing about the good news we hear in the Gospel of John is it tells us this. The light, that is Jesus, shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. You and I trying to bring our own light into the world, you and I trying to push back the darkness on our own, in our hearts, in our families, in our communities, we will struggle, we will get tired, we'll get worn down, we will fail when we really, really try. But John tells us that when the light of the world, when Jesus entered the world, the darkness tried its hardest to overcome that light and the darkness failed. But it really, really tried. The story of Jesus tells us how the darkness tried to overcome the light of the world. Hear and see that story. Jesus was born into the darkened world and he loved sinners and bound up the broken. He shared the light of hope and a table of friendship with everyone. At the end of his life, he shared his last supper with 12 of his closest friends and followers. They broke bread and passed the cup had communion with one another, and we still do that today in remembrance of this light. After supper, Jesus went with his followers and retreated to pray. They went to his regular spot, one of his regular spots, a garden called Gethsemane. And in the darkness of the garden, he prayed alone. Father, he said, if it's possible, may this cup pass from me, and yet not my will be done but yours. In the darkness of the garden, The light of the world was betrayed. Betrayed by one of his closest followers and friends, by Judas. Judas betrayed him with a kiss. It was a sign to the guards who had come with Judas that that was the man they were to arrest. And the guards took Jesus into the dark of night. Darkness was really, really trying to overcome the light. They took Jesus to the house of the high priest in the Jewish court, and then they sent him on to the Roman governor whose name was Pilate. Pilate asked for the truth, but then settled for lies. He asked the crowd what he should do, and together with one voice they shouted out, crucify him, and Jesus was sentenced to die. He was disgraced and rejected and mistreated. The darkness was hard to imagine. They added insult to injury and made him carry his own cross, He carried it to Calvary, which was also called Golgotha. It was just outside the city where everyone could see the light of the world be extinguished. He was crucified there between two criminals. Even at the cross, Jesus shined the light of his love and grace into the dark. He prayed out, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And yet to all the world, it looked like the darkness was winning. The story tells us that even the light of day went out and there was darkness across the land. And then, Jesus died on the cross. The heartbeat of light 
went still. Faithful followers of Jesus took his body from the cross. They cared for him and laid him in a tomb that no one had used before. And then the sun set, and the evening turned to night. But the Bible says that early in the morning, on the first day of the week, while it was still dark outside, Mary went to the tomb. She found the stone rolled away and the tomb empty. She found that there was a light that had come into the world, into the darkness, and that the darkness could not overcome it. Lies could not overcome the light of truth. Hate could not overcome the light of love. Sin could not overcome the light of forgiveness. Even death could not overcome the light because the true light had come into the world, the light of Jesus. He is the light that no darkness can overcome, even though it tried. It really, really tried. On that third day, God raised Jesus from the dead and shined the light of hope for all the world to see, for you and for me forever and for now. The light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And so tonight we have gathered here in this place to sing, to pray, to hear, to be with family and friends, and to celebrate this light. The light that breaks into our dark world, the light that breaks into our hearts to give us hope, to give us love, to give us grace, to give us the forgiveness of our sins. Light that overcomes all the darkness that we face, any discouragement that we face, all the failures we encounter, all that would break our hearts or our bodies, our souls. The light of the world comes in through this birth of Jesus Christ who lives and dies and raises again that we might have light and life. And so tonight we go from this place with our hearts lit by that light, with our lives brought to life by that light, and we share that light as we gather with family and friends this evening and tomorrow. We share that light as we serve our community and bring light into our world, which is in desperate need of it. And we call out to that light for more work in our lives, for more encouragement, more faith, more hope, and more love, that we might experience more of the light and share it with those around us. So tonight we're going to respond in worship and in lighting candles and giving our tithes and offerings in response to all that God has done. In all of these ways, we're saying yes to the light that would come into the world, that the darkness would bring everything it has against that light, and the light wins. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you did not leave us alone in a world darkened by our own sinfulness, the evil of human hearts and the things that break us, break our hearts, and break your heart. God, you brought light into this world, and so I pray that you would help us to have faith, grow hope and faith and love in us, that we might believe that you are bringing light that overcomes darkness into our world and into our lives. God, help us to be people who bring that light, the light of Christ, into the world around us. Help us to share through our actions and through our words this hope that we have in Jesus. And God, you have done so much for us. We have celebrated even just a small slice of all that we have to be grateful for this evening. And so we bring our tithes and offerings to you as an act of worship, giving back to you from all that you have given us a response of faith and love and hope from us. So God, as we offer you up to you our prayers and our songs and our tithes and offerings, we pray that you would be honored and glorified and that your light would shine out 
in us. In Jesus' name, amen.